Yeah, so that's a, that's a taste of the week we had. So to all of you who couldn't make it, that's what you missed. It was a great time. I'm going to invite Gary now, if you mind, to come and share some thoughts. Yeah, it was a, a pretty full-on week, um, and uh, but um, and it packed so much that I'm still really processing quite a lot of the input and the data because what you have to listen to really filter again to really collect all of these things in. So, so a lot of this will be generally impressions that I am um, going to um, share with you. But, um, one of the impressions, one of the things that I got um, from the community is just how um, diverse we are as an organisation. Far reaching, I mean, you know, the people who live in the Soway as a whole. But also, what we're actually doing with Announce the World, there's a real heart within the community to want to reach uh, uh, people who haven't yet heard the gospel at all uh, in the faraway places that I've, I've mentioned them already. Um, which is actually amazing uh, to, to see. Yeah. It's also uh, really good and quite scary in another way to actually hear some of the stories because we're, you know, we're having people who are actually giving the gospel in, in some quite uh, difficult places uh, for the gospel to go and they're actually ending up in prison or um, persecuted. And, you know, so to look at our, our church reasonably in now going into some very, very scary places uh, and seeing God at work which is very encouraging. And in fact, um, the, the work in South Africa that um, is happening is, is um, really encouraging to hear where they're having uh, all sorts of cool baptisms at a time on a regular basis and spontaneous It's also encouraging to, uh, to hear some of your story about visions uh, come to your and some of them in quite miraculous ways with your um, dreams. Some of the talks, uh, there's one particular talk that really um, struck me, which I'm pretty sure that Millie's going to talk about. Which is, so I'll give you the, the, the headline, which you can uh, talk about more, which is we need to learn to follow the trickle. <laughs> so here, here we stand on that. Um, uh, another one was talking about how, uh, as, a, as a movement, uh, our Abbey is being shaped by the prophetic. And uh, one of the things that's brought out by that is that we're going to be shaped by the prophetic. That actually means that when we hear the prophetic word of God, it actually has to make a difference in our lives. And um, what churches actually quite often do is we hear a prophecy, you know, that's nice, and we talk about it for weeks, and then actually nothing changes. If we're truly going to be shaped by the prophetic, it means that things actually have to change in our lives. And out of that, one of the things that um, we said was that uh, we're going to see more disruption uh, in our services with the Holy Spirit uh, break through. And, um, and we, we, we experienced disruption recently. And we, uh, um, what they were saying is we're going to see more of that because the Holy Spirit actually uh, disrupts us and actually changes in different directions that are going to be more effective. Uh, from a, uh, one stage, they were sharing worship leaders in particular, and they were exhausted and prepared for dis disruption uh, in our worship as God breaks through and uh, does different things uh, in our time of worship and the Holy Spirit moves. I'm quite looking forward to that as well. Um, yeah, it's good. It, it, it's, it can be very messy, but it's a good time. Well, the people don't 
Again, one of the things that was also very encouraging was, was to see how intentional, and, and it's where we are at as a church, how intentional about diversity uh, in the group is. And the reason why I think that's so good is because uh, you know, I, I can be very English. Um, and, it, and, it, and it's really, it's really encouraging when I see um, people from uh, cultures who are more free than I am. So I can learn from you. Um, I see you learn how to be not quite so English in my expression of faith and worship. Um, and it's great to see because this is what it's going to be like in the kingdom of God. Um, this is when we get to heaven. We're going to be um, you know, one where we're playing and worshiping and sharing together. I like that. I want some of that now. So, I, I don't have notes today, but that's because I'm so certain of what I want to share with you that I felt actually to be tied to them would, would stop me. But, I have noticed in recent weeks that I've grown in confidence enough that I'm starting to waffle loads. Last week I prepared a 20-minute sermon, I ended up speaking for 40 minutes, and there was no need for it. So today, <laughs> today I'm setting a 20-minute timer. I'm going to stop when the alarm goes, okay? I'm going to stop when the alarm goes. So 20 minutes, starting now, and here we go. So I, I, um, I'm, so, I'm so encouraged uh, by what we've seen this morning. I'm so encouraged uh, by what we've seen uh, among us, I think probably for the last year. It's been, it's been a really encouraging year. We've just seen what God's doing among us, building. Um, but there, there is, and I don't have a problem with this, and I don't want to stop people feeling like this. There's still a hunger for more. There's a, there's a dissatisfaction almost. And and that's okay, but I want to encourage us in that as well. And as Gary says, there was a, a message that uh, a guy called Susie from uh, Dubai shared with us uh, that was just so encouraging, and I'll be speaking on that uh, in a little bit. It's from Ezekiel 47, and I will read it, and we'll talk through it. But I want to, first of all, go back a couple of years to uh, the picture of the Lego houses uh, that I spoke about. If they think you would mind, thank you very much, Adam. So in the first ever vision series that I brought to Croydon Newbury Church two years ago, I said that God is calling us to build his house here. You know, we are a living temple. And God was calling us to build his house. And I said to you, and in, in this message where I was sharing on this, I was basically saying, I don't really like vision messages, and I know I have to, uh, but here's what I feel. And at the time, I said, we have this Lego house that any child could build, and it's not that that's a bad thing, it's not that it's, you know, I don't want you to think that that's a bad thing, but that, that, that that's really easy to build. And, it, and, and often we can be happy with that, but I think God's calling us to build something uh, just more beautiful more praiseworthy. And, um, and I said at the time that we would build this type of house, and we wouldn't build this type of house, there would be no, oh no, look, it's got windows and it's got doors, and it's amazing and it's lovely. I said, we're going to take time to build well. It's not going to happen overnight. And I said that there would even be, if we needed to take things down because they haven't been built properly, that we would do that. And what we found in the last couple of years is that I think that statement is probably more prophetic than I realised at the time. 
and it's been a difficult season for us as a church. And although we give thanks for everything that is happening, it's been hard. And and we kind of there are some ways in which we feel like we're in a smaller place. Like it isn't the house isn't as built as it was. And it feels like we're in a smaller place. And I want to encourage you this morning not to despise a day of small things. Not to despise a day of small things. Because we are about building a a house worthy of Jesus. We are about building a church where uh, Jesus is glorified, where we live out kingdom values in in a very real and, and deep way, in a way that is costly. And, um, and sacrificial, but joyous and wonderful. If we could move on again, Ali, because I, I, I don't want to spend too much longer looking at that. I want to read Ezekiel 47 to you, because this was uh, this was the passage that Fusi spoke out of. Uh, it's just the first 12 verses of Ezekiel 47, and I hope that this encourages you. I'll both be sharing what Fusi shared, and I'll be adding in some of my own thoughts as well. So this is Ezekiel 47. Then he brought me back to the door of the temple, and behold, water was issuing from below the threshold of the temple towards the east. For the temple faced east, the water was flowing down from below the south end of the threshold of the temple south of the altar. Then he brought me out by way of the north gate and led me round on the outside to the outer gate and faced their faces towards the east, and behold, the water was trickling out on the south side. Going eastward with a measuring line in his hand, the man measured a thousand cubits and then led me through the water and it was ankle deep. Again, he measured a thousand and led me through the water and it was knee deep. Again, he measured a thousand and led me through the water and it was waist deep. Again, he measured a thousand and it was a river that I could not pass through for the water had risen. It was deep enough to swim in a river that could not be passed through. And he said to me, Son of man, have you seen this? Then he led me back to the bank of the river. As I went back, I saw on the bank of the river very many trees on one side and on the other. And he said to me, This water flows towards the eastern region and goes down into the Arabah and enters the sea. When the water flows into the sea, the water will become fresh. And wherever the river goes, every living creature that swarms will live, and there will be very many fish. For this water goes there, that the waters of the sea may become fresh. So everything will live there where the river goes. Fishermen will stand beside the sea, from Engedi to Eneglain in the place of the spreading of nets. Its fish will be of very many kinds, like the fish of the great sea, but its swamps and marshes will not become fresh. They are to be left for salt. And on the banks, on both sides of the river, there will grow all kinds of trees for food. Their leaves will not wither, nor their fruit fail, but they will bear fresh fruit every month, because the water for them flows from the sanctuary. Their fruit will be for food, and their leaves for healing. So as Gary said, the, the catchphrase of this sermon was follow the trickle, was follow the trickle, and, and this is a passage that we, uh, we often 
read and we would think about going deeper into the Spirit, following God into the Holy, you know, going deeper with the Holy Spirit. And that's that's good. But but Susan was talking about something different, and I want to I want to talk about uh, well, it's not different, but a different application of it, I suppose. Because what began as a trickle became something far greater than it began. It began, it became a river that was so deep you couldn't you could only swim in, you couldn't walk through it. And I think that we we, we find ourselves in the church in a in a smaller place and yet a joyful place, a, a place where we're seeing great things happening and we give glory to God. And as I say, I, I am totally happy that there's there's a kind of attention within us as a body that's integrating the moment, just loving seeing what God's doing and and we just want to see God do so much more. And you know, why, why, are, why aren't we doing this? Why aren't we doing that? And and, and as I say, the, the thing that I loved about this, this passage was this this follow the trickle picture. Fusi actually had a bottle of water that he poured. He thought, I'm not going to do that because one day we're going to have to replace this floor, aren't we, Totty? And it's, it's going to be expensive. So I'm not going to walk the floor any more than it gets when we get the floodwaters coming. We, we, we want to follow the trickle. We want to follow the trickle. And in following the trickle, we find God opens up something amazing. And so what I want to encourage you as Croydon Jubilee Church to do is to recognize the trickle of God that is among us. To recognize the growing swell of answered prayer, the growing uh, swell of joy in our time together, the growing swell of all of these things that are just wonderful. It may only be a trickle, but the trickle will become a great river that we can't walk through, uh, but can only swim in. I keep banging on, don't I, about this word of us becoming like an Adonis cave where the depressed, the indebted, and discouraged will come to find hope and healing. Gary talked one of the things that was, was shared was there was a message. All of the messages from the conference will be available, by the way. And there was uh, the, the message that Gary was referring to there was uh, by a guy called Rodney Hagar, who came and spoke here a few years ago. And um, he was talking about being shaped by the prophetic. And um, in a way that I, and, and I found it so helpful what he was saying. He was talking about, uh, he was speaking from Paul's missionary journey and, and how. How Paul even saw the nose of God as, as like prophetic leading. You know, if, if there's a no there, there's a yes somewhere else. So God, this might be a no, but you're taking me in. You know, and so he, he saw uh, yeses elsewhere. I, I'm talking about this prophetic word that we'd be like in a bonus cave, and we're only seeing a trickle. We're only seeing a trickle. I, I believe. And I'm, I'm very concerned about over-promising things. I believe that if we will pursue this, if we will recognize the trickle that we're seeing, and if we will follow it, that we can have a future where that trickle becomes a river so deep where we can expect to see more people finding hope and healing and where we have faith that people will find hope and healing. It's funny, I was talking to uh, Dave on Friday, as I say, and, and we, we, we're just we're talking, we, we both want the same thing. We both want the same thing. And I love everything they brought to me. There's, there's a feeling that we need to make more space for God in our meetings. It's true, we do, but also there's plenty of space for God in our meetings. You know, if, if you arrive on time, 
we will have loads of loads more space for God to meet with us in our meetings. I'm serious. You know, if we start 10:30, bang, let's go. What could God do in that time when we're not going? Oh, there's 25 people here so far. Getting their coffee. You know, sorry, I struggle. I'm like, even when my children were like three weeks old, I was on time. So I just, I just don't get it. I, in fact, I, I turned up to our party yesterday, didn't I bother? I was the first person there. I was like, we, we forgot our present anyway. We'll go home. We'll get some presents. We didn't come back for an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it started then. We, we, we enjoyed it. had a great time. I don't know how to do that. And, and I, so forgive me. I do, want to be, uh, I do want to extend grace to you, but that's not you. But seriously, being on time will, will allow us greater time to worship, to enjoy God's presence among us. Um, and it, it means that we can finish on time as well. And I want to tell you that that's okay. I went, a few years ago, I went to a conference in Bethel. You all sent me, Dad, and Chris to a conference in Bethel, to a leadership conference. And it was cheaper for us to go a few days early than to only go to the conference, which was great because it meant we actually got to go to a Sunday service at Bethel. Now, I'll be honest with you, I have, uh, I have been wary of Bethel for years. I've read stuff that I think is dodgy, I've heard stuff that I think is dodgy, and, and so it was so good to get to go to the conference and to be there. I went to a Sunday service at Bethel, an ordinary Sunday service. And you know what? Their service was ordinary. They sang some songs, they listened to a sermon, they prayed, and that was it. That was it. They have like five services in, in, a, in a row. There's no running over. There's no, there's no, let's just go where the Spirit leads. They expect that God will move in the meeting that they have. They expect that God will move in the meeting that they have. And it was so lovely. It was so lovely to see the fun that we had today. When I was, when I was at this service at Bethel in California, there was not a single person sat down. As we worship, the atmosphere of faith and expectation in the room, which I felt was demonstrated by the, we are just here to worship. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. As Bill Johnson spoke, I, I kind of, I had to go, you know, if, if, I, if, if I was judged as harshly as I have judged this man for the things that he said that I don't think are right, gosh. I would, I would never want to get up in the morning. And my heart melted towards him as I listened. And I was blessed as I listened. And equally in that sermon that he shared, there were things that I thought, I don't think that's true. But there were things that I absolutely loved. And you might feel that listening to me every week. Yeah, I don't think you're right in that. But we still love one another, I hope. I, I think I've told you the story before. I had had a really sore neck for a few days preceding the conference and driving on the other side of the road with the steering wheel on the other side and having to look out of the window on the other side I was in agony every time I turned to look I was in absolute agony a guy at the end of the service as I say no fanfare they started on time they sang some songs there was a sermon and the sermon was half an hour long and then there was a prayer at the end and this guy came forward at the end in a time just as long as we have at the end of our service, and he said, "I feel, I feel like God. Uh, I feel like God's laid on my heart. There's someone here with a sore neck, and He wants to heal you." 
And, and this was this was day one of my time in California. <laughs> I, I, I don't even want to be here. I thought, you know, this is, I don't think this is good use of church money, and I'm wary of these guys. I'm not responding. Do you know that didn't stop God healing me? As I walked out of the building, I went, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, and as I say, my heart had already melted to the guy. I, I had genuinely really enjoyed the atmosphere of faith and expectation that I saw there. And, 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 and I came away going, oh, these are brothers and sisters. These are brothers and sisters. They love God and he loves them. And I will worship with them in glory. And, and, and my heart was shocking. They've got something at Bethel that, that we are wanting to step into. I want us to step into it well. There, there are things that I, I there, there have been, there are things that I've read that I, I, I don't want to take back fully, actually. I don't think that's right. But, you know, I think, I, I think I've talked about the spectrums, haven't I, of word and spirit and how they're not opposed to one another and to be held in tension, but that we want to become high word and high spirit. We want to grow in our understanding of the word of God and we want to grow in our understanding of the work and person of the Holy Spirit. We want to grow in both things. We want to learn from everyone, don't we? Bethel had something to teach us. We can learn from them. Other people have, have things to teach us. One of, one of my, my favourite authors is a guy called Thomas Schreiner. Absolutely love him. He's a cessationist. He doesn't believe that the gifts of the Spirit are for today. But yet when I read his books, I'm like, man, he loves God. He loves his word. I love to read his stuff. He's amazing. It, like, it lifts me to read stuff that he writes. We've got to be, you know, if we're going to talk about being a diverse church, we've got to have open arms and open hearts to uh, many different people of many different persuasions and not be so parochial in the things that we do. Back to Isaiah 47. The thing that I love the most, as, as he followed the trickle, how am I doing time? As he followed the trickle, three minutes left. As he followed the trickle, as he followed the trickle, see, uh, uh, yeah. as he followed the trickle, the river became a mighty river that he, he could only swim in. He couldn't walk through it. He'd been so focused on doing what God had told him to do, on following this trickle, that he hadn't seen what was happening where the river was flowing. And I love it, uh, in, in, in the New Living Translation, um, it says something like, have you been paying attention? You know, have you seen this? He said in the ESV. Have you been paying attention? Have you missed what's been going on? And as Ezekiel is following this trickle, everywhere the river flows, there is life. Everywhere the river flows, there is life. But he didn't see that. He was just following the trickle. And so my, my encouragement to us today, because I have been rambling, and now I'm having to quickly get to the point so that I can finish and we can worship, if we will just follow the trickle, according to Jubilee Church, if we, will, if we will lay down any expectation of whatever, and, and listen, I understand that I am a frustration to some of you. I, I do procrastinate. My mum called me the manana man growing up. It's like my superpower. I do procrastinate. Uh, I, I have found it a difficult season. I am, I am wanting to do more, but I'm also waiting. I'm also going, God, where are you? And, and this language of just follow the trickle, I found so helpful. We're going to follow the trickle. 
I'm going to pray in a moment into that prophetic word again. So if you are depressed, if you are suffering from any mental health issue, if you are in debt or in any financial situation, if you are discouraged, I'm going to pray for us again this morning. I really believe that we will see this trickle become a river that we cannot walk through. If we will focus on the trickle, if we will follow what God is doing, if we will recognize it and partner with it, we will find that all of that life, all of that life just comes with it. And so we don't have to focus on, we need this ministry, and we need to be doing this thing, and we need to, let's follow the trickle. Let's follow the trickle and let's see where it takes us, and let's watch as we do that, that the life will come. That even the dry places, the Arabah, the dry place, the desert, even the desert will bloom with life. Even the sea will become fresh water and will swarm with fish. Let's see the life that comes as we follow the trickle of where God is taking us. Right. No, don't, don't applaud me. Right. Um, seriously, I want to pray. Can we, can we um, stand in your mind?